And the Pasik that says, and Yosef had two children, it goes through the different children when Yaakov came to Mitzrayim. So it says, and Yosef had two sons, before the years of the hunger had started. These children were born before the hunger had started. So Rashi gives the, uh, his commentary and he quotes from the Gemara and he says, From here we see that one is prohibited from having marital relations during the years of hunger. Because it says that they were born before. Why does the Torah point out that they were born before the hunger started? Because then it would be pro- prohibited to have relations. Frek Taisus, so Taisus asked the question, Yecheved is doch geboren geboren bein achaymas. Yecheved, we are told, was born as they were entering Mitzrayim. Ben Yaakov, upon us, and the only coming to Mitzrayim, as Yaakov and his sons and his family came to Mitzrayim. She was number 70, she was the 70th one, to make up the number 70. Vas oisei ha'eis rov ha'ya. And we know that Yaakov, when he was coming to Mitzrayim, that was already during the time of the hunger. That's what caused you know, the brothers to go the first time, and then the second time, and then they went back, and they brought him. So it, was, uh, it took more than nine months for this whole thing to happen. So she must have been conceived during the years of hunger. So therefore, how could one say, as Levi, that Levi, the father of Yecheved, would have violated this prohibition of relations during the years of hunger. Frekman, a similar question is also asked from them, but state, from the fact that it says in the Pasuk, Vayar Avimelech looked into the window when he saw Yitzchak Mitzachek, they had claimed, Yitzchak and Rivka claimed that they were brother and sister, and then he looked into the window and he saw that they were so to speak, entertaining each other, which is interpreted as meaning Shero Mishamash Mitasa, he saw him having relations. And then too there was the reason they were in Gerar is because there was a hunger in the land. So the same question applies to Yitzchak. So there are commentaries which dwell on this question. And they, they answer the Shilas and all the Fanim. They give different answers to it, and, and uh, amongst them is number one. Thus is Nishkan Isa Mamish that this is not an outright prohibition. Nor blois It's only a an extra uh, an extraordinary like a chassid that does more than the letter of the law. On Yitzchok Valevi's and an Ishgiven Nizir and the Midas and Yitzchok and Levi were not necessarily um, dedicated to this particular custom. Other as far, or another answer as far matan teira is this nishgiven also before the giving of the teira this was not prohibited. When the raif and Yosef is blois and asmacht and the fact, in other words, it is prohibited after the teira was given. But so the, and we bring a proof from Yosef which was also before matan teira. So the, the truth is that it wasn't prohibited for Yosef either. But the, we use that um, the the point that the teira makes by Yosef only as a support for that which is became a mitzvah after Matan Another answer, people that still don't have children, they haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of they haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of procreating, having children, like Yitzchak and Levi that didn't have children yet, in Yenem's man at that time, or it's the time when the their wife went to the mikveh the night that they went to the mikveh, which is also a mitzvah to be together. Is by so therefore in that context there is no prohibition. There is an overriding mitzvah which is to have children, and therefore they they do they were permitted to do it even during a hunger. A third answer: the iser is nor ben yisrael shruim betzar. That this prohibition is only when the Jewish people are in a state of discomfort of this kind of discomfort like a uh, like a hunger or something on the far is a snishkan iser by Yitzchok and Levi and therefore it wasn't a prohibition for Yitzchok and Levi because because Yaakov and his children were not on, in that kind of discomfort because they did have food they had enough food 
Und das, was Yosef hat abgehalten. So then you might ask, so then why was Yosef uh, refraining? Since, uh, because he had all the food that he could, <laughs> he had all the food of the whole world. So he didn't have any discomfort. Is as vile, that was because he didn't know that the rest of the Jewish people, meaning his family back in Canaan, that they had enough food. He thought that they were lacking food. Therefore, in commiseration with them, he also conducted himself in a way that was discomfort. He, he joined them in their pain in this way. Base. But according to the Shlotz Chatmi Egdele Pivish Rashi, we had, there's a great question that has to be about Rashi. Why does Rashi not? He tells us about that it's prohibited to be to be uh, with a, to have marital relations during a hunger year. So why doesn't he tell us what about the Yitzchok? What about uh, Levi? Why doesn't he answer that? Because these questions arise even if you're just learning the Torah, the studying the Torah on the basic level. As we said before, that uh, on the words that Yaakov uh, Avimelech looked into the window by Yitzchak is Rashi Mefarish. Rashi tells us Rashi is the one that points out that what he saw. And Rashi even says that it wasn't just that there was a, a hunger in the land, meaning to say that there was maybe um, uh, one of it was one year that there was a bad season or anything, but it was a year of hunger. It's in other words, and it wasn't just a temporary thing; it was a um, it was a problem. It was a real problem. Similarly, Rashi also gives in his in his commentary as Yecheved Nerd Ben was born as they entered Mitzrayim. Vodas is given in the Shnasarav Kimafurish B'Teira, which, as clearly stated by the Teira, by the whole story and the events, that this was in the middle, right in the middle of the hunger years. It was the second, towards the end of the second year of the hunger years. So it's clear from Rashi's interpretation this question should spring out. Then why doesn't Rashi address it? And you can't say that Rashi relies. You know, there's three answers that we just, we just listed three answers. You know, one of those answers. Because in addition to the, diff- the many difficulties that there are on those answers, which right now we're not going to analyze each difficulty of all those questions, is the Zelba Shaila in Zayala, you have that one overriding question about all three answers, which is that Rashi doesn't allude to them in any way. So Rashi totally ignores this problem. As it's mentioned, we mentioned many times that Rashi Gishim Rashi wrote his commentary on the Torah in a signan, in a way, as Eichab, in a in language that even a Ben Chamish Lamikra, so Kenan Fashtein, Kavanus Rashi. That even a child just beginning to learn Chomish should be able to understand what Rashi is trying to say. Rashi indeed uses only brief words, but from there you can extrapolate and understand what he's trying to say. Without having to search some other source to be able to understand what's going on. From Rashi itself, it has to be obvious what he's, what's being said. And since Rashi says over here, without any explanation, it doesn't make any uh, conditions, he doesn't give parameters to it, he just states it as a general rule. That that a person is prohibited from having marital relations during a hunger year is muchach. It's clear as that number one does is an isur kipshutei that it's a it's a prohibition. The number two the isur is for alamin onun to say that it applies to everyone without exception because he doesn't say that you know it doesn't give exceptions to the rule. He just states the rule. Yosef and even it includes even Yosef. Which means even before Matan Torah, and even for people that didn't have children, like uh, like Yitzchak, but Obalel Tefila.
and even like you know on the the night that the, the woman went to the, the mikvah so therefore he doesn't say that there are these exceptions and if he doesn't say that it means there are no exceptions so in other words that answers that sort of uh, undermines the answers that we gave and number three says and he doesn't say that it's connected with only if it affects the Jewish people but if there is a what Rashi is saying is that if the world is suffering years of hunger a year of hunger then you're not allowed to do it so he doesn't say only if the Jews are involved he just states that if it's a year of hunger you're not allowed to so that sort of undermines all those answers that were given before another question about this Rashi Rashi Zokt, Rashi says, Mikan Adam. From here we learn that it's prohibited. As the Isolent Menop Fun Dem Pasuk, that this this is the Pasuk that teaches us that law. From Adgoshus Rashi Mikan is moving, from the fact that Rashi tells us, from here we learn it, from that we understand as Rashi Vil Shailz and Atsvetan Art, from Vanamazol Khaira, Vod Lakhaira Gikent, upland the Misr. Why does Rashi have to say, this is where we learn it from? He could have said simply, because one is prohibited from having relations during a year of hunger. That would have left that maybe we know that from somewhere else. But Rashi says, no, we learn it from here. So what he's trying to say is, it's, we didn't learn it from somewhere else, we learned it from here. Bavarant Rashi, as the limit is Mikandafka, so that's why Rashi says, it's from here. So indeed, we do find in Yerushalmi Medish that alongside the teaching that comes from the behavior of Yosef, it also quotes the Pasuk that is written by Noyach, which says that Hashem instructs Noyach how to enter the Teva you and your sons and then your wife and the wives of your sons together with you so he divides the men you and your sons and then your wife and the wives from which we, this teaches us as the Knesotas of the Teva that as soon as he entered the Teva Nasr Shamiti was prohibited they were prohibited from marital relations that's why he separated into the men separate and the women separate which seems to be the same kind of prohibition as in a hunger year as in Azman that in the time when the people and the world is in a state of difficulty and pain that's when a person is prohibited from engaging in marital relations so from there we learn it too. In other words, that's that's another source for this prohibition. Is to move a yaisa, so therefore this leaves the question. Rashi Atzmai in Zampirishalatir, Rashi himself in his commentary on the Tara Zakt, as Noyach is given Leteva. Rashi points out that Noyach was prohibited as well, because the world is in a state of pain. So then, how could Rashi say Mikan Shaaser? How can he say that this is where we learned it from Yosef when we already learned it earlier in Noyach? That this is learned from this place, from Yosef's story. When we could already learn it earlier from Noyach. The beer was that explanation. The and it's this point that teaches it to us, meaning this point that he says Mikan. Rashi is adding to the words of the Gemara. He quotes the explanation of the Gemara, but he adds a word. The Gemara doesn't say Mikan. The Gemara says a person is prohibited from, you know, is prohibited. But he adds, Rashi adds the word Mikan. Macht Rashi Klor. So Rashi makes it clear. He means to point out that this is a different situation than what happened by Noyach. This is not the same kind of prohibition that was told to Noyach. 
because it's from here we learn it, not from the story of Noach. Meaning, this is a different situation. Because here the issue is not, the reason is not because people are in distress. That's not the reason why one is prohibited by a year of hunger. When we say the world is in distress, which is addressed to the situation of the Mabel, and that's why Noyach was prohibited, means the world in general. Nish mentioned it, it doesn't even apply necessarily to people. It talks about Chayas, the animal kingdom, which were all affected by the Mabel. And we're talking about then, you can't say that the people of the world and the animals and everybody else were in a state of distress. Why? Because at that, they were very quickly, nothing existed. They were all dead within a matter of hours, probably. As it says, he wiped out all everything that existed. So, what do you mean the world is in distress? There is no world left. So, who's in distress that for the next year they're prohibited from engaging? So, if you want to say that what it means is that does maintenance the oilum. So you might say the world now refers to the few people that were in the Teva, that were saved. They are the world, and they are in the distress. Because being in the Teva, they were there, of course, it was distressful. It was uh, locked up in a Teva with all the animals and so on. So which means... Noyach, the ones to whom this was re- restricted, they are the ones that are in distress. Which is different than what the halacha is teaching us. So Nishvi the Israel Nilma, that what is the halacha teaching us? Azatzol Rav mentions in under in Tsar that when there is a large amount of people that are in distress, is under so the other people, the ones that are not in distress have to join in their distress which is by refraining from marital relations it's not telling us that the people that are in distress they shouldn't engage it means other people are in trouble so commiserate with them restrict yourself to so therefore there's no we can't extrapolate from the story in Noyach as by Shneira Oven is done, Isser, Ibdivas Light Nishvan Kenrab. So over there over there, how are you going to know from the story of Noyach that because they were restricted, therefore people that are in live in a time when there is a a hunger somewhere else, people that are not affected by it, they too must commiserate and restrict themselves. From the story of Noach, you don't know that. Only the people that were in trouble were restricted from engaging in marital relations. But how do you know? What did it tell anybody else that they're not allowed to know? So how would you know that if there is a hunger somewhere, we shouldn't, we should restrict ourselves? From the story of Noach, there's no proof at all for that. For instance, we've been done like in the case over here by Yosef. Who had no lack of any of, of food? He had plenty of food. So why should he restrict himself? What does she look back at the story of Noach and say? Well, they were told that they shouldn't. Why? They were the ones that were in trouble. They're not allowed to. But what about people that are not in that situation? He wouldn't know that that teaches it. But now that we know what Yosef did, in other words, that somehow Yosef knew that it was that he shouldn't, which means that even somebody that is not in trouble is also ordered to restrict themselves. Therefore, it's only from this story that we can actually learn that halacha, that when a person is living in a time of hunger, even though he's unaffected by the hunger, he's prohibited. Vahabir, hey, Vahabir, and to explain this, Behektem Diakloshin Rashi, by first uh, focusing on the wording of Rashi, A person is restricted during the years of hunger because you could ask the question it's true, Rashi is quoting the words of the Gemara 
That's how the Gemara phrases it. But Rashi is the oisin to uptaichin the pasuk. Rashi is not interested in quoting the Gemara necessarily. He's trying to explain what the pasuk is trying to teach. Er is a filanish mitzayin as the pirush is from Gemara. In fact, Rashi doesn't even tell us that he's coming, that he's taking it from the Gemara. So his interest is not in quoting the Gemara verbatim. So he didn't necessarily have to keep to the words of the Gemara. And he didn't even have to change why. He would perhaps be changing it from the way the Gemara says it, but he would say, he should say, in a year of hunger. Not as the Gemara says, years of hunger. And in fact, he wouldn't be changing anything because he would simply be using the words of the Pasuk. The Farish that the the Pasuk says Beterim Tabishnas Harav before the year of hunger came. So he could be Rashi could simply be using the words of the Gemara. Why does he choose to use the words of the uh, sorry, the words of the Pasuk? Why does he choose to use the words of the Gemara, which is multiple years of hunger? Especially that there is a very obvious difference. A year of hunger means this year is a year of hunger. Mashenkin on the other hand, years of hunger, Loshen Rabim in multiples. Vice means as does is uh, or plurals, vice does is matzah Years of hunger means it's an ongoing situation, not just a as I said before, a temporary situation. It's an ongoing thing which changes the law. Are we to say that if it's a one-year thing, it is permitted? Only if it's an ongoing thing, it goes on for multiple years, then it's prohibited? And it, just, it doesn't describe only the, the span of time that, it, that the hunger occurs. Whether the hunger lasts for one year or more, but one could also say that it also describes a different, a qualitative difference. When something happens once, like one year, one season, one could say it's a passing problem. It's a problem, but it's, it'll be over. Mashenkin, on the other hand, when does Chazet Zechibe Merimo, when it repeats itself this season and the next season, and now we're calling it the years of hunger, is a Satkufa Funrov, Nisht Kain Sufele Gerinya, nor Adavashul Chazaka. It becomes in the, in the ongoing problem of the hunger. It's something which sets, which sets in. It's something which is here to stay. That becomes a problem. That's a bigger problem. As, as Rashi already told us in the past, as Yehuda that Yehuda was fearful. He was afraid that he didn't want to give, allow Shela, his youngest son, to marry Tamar, because she lost two husbands already. Two of his sons had died who had married to her. And he didn't want to give his third son to her because maybe he will also die like his brothers. Why would that be? Because Rashi explains, because Tamar seems to have a problem. Her husbands die. So in other words, when something repeats itself, it means it's, it's a problem that is here to stay. Might be a problem that's here to stay. In other words, that Shneira Oven describes not just a longer period, but also a fundamentally different type of worry. Is it here to stay? So the same over here in this case. If we're talking about a year of hunger, a is a chidush. So one year, well, it's something, wow, unusual. It was a hunger. We had a problem this year. It's and everybody wonders. Nothing grew. Is einloch elchidusha? So therefore, when you have something which is unique and novel, so you can only apply, you can only assume that the novel thing is remains novel.
you can't extend it into saying this is going to go on forever it happened it's an, it's an unusual situation we leave it at that this is a temporary thing it happened it's, it's, it's unusual we don't understand why it happened and it happened it'll be over it happened for, for whatever reason from them year for this year something happened this year which caused and we don't understand the reason yet it's there, it happened it's an unusual thing but then when you're talking about years of hunger this shows that it's an ongoing thing it's a whole period a number of years on Hagam Yechedes, something that is a change is occurring. The Eibush to bring that Kufa from Rabbi Elam Hashem brought a period of hunger on the world. And thus is the time of Pshutah Mikra, and that is the reason, at least from the perspective of the simple understanding of the Pesukim, from the Isel to Shamish Mitasa Bishneira Oven, why it's prohibited to engage. Um, in day in years of hunger, even for the person that is not under the conditions of hunger, therefore he's not suffering. They're not suffering. The reason that is prohibited anyway is because in a period of when there is seems to be an ongoing problem, when the anhagamul is nished in not. Uh, the, the way Hashem is running the world right now is not the way He says in Parshanoyach that all the days the the world will go on. It's uh, there is a planting season and a harvest season and so on. This uh, so that will never stop again. Now there is no planting season. There is no harvest season. There is a hunger. So something changed. Hashem changed His uh, the way He runs the world right now. What's going on now goes against the way the idea of the world has to run and it has to be populated and, and the people have to eat and so on. This seems to have come to a halt for some reason. Therefore the question becomes it seems that this is not the time to bring more children into the world. That, that is a, an expression of Running the way the run the world is meant to run, but Hashem seems to have changed that order and the world order in that way. He stopped uh, harvest, and therefore maybe that means that uh, one should stop having a family. This is not the time. At some later time, when things go back to normal, that's why Rashi uses shneira avin. If it was just a temporary thing, that wouldn't put a stop to everything. But if since it's an ongoing thing. That's why it's prohibited, even for somebody that's not suffering, but maybe this is not the time. This is not the time to go on with life as usual. And since the, it now seems that the prohibition is because it's a situation of many years of hunger, achazaka, things, to have be, is th- things seem to have set themselves up that way, which means it's something unusual, Meaning, it's there's a change in the way Hashem is attitude towards the world. Is fashtandik, so we understand as calls mansi the shtokin chazaka in the shtoderisur. But then we would understand that as long as we don't see that this is an ongoing situation, it might still be a temporary situation. It wouldn't. The prohibition would not yet occur. To the contrary, in fact, the, since there is a mitzvah, Hashem commanded humankind to multiply, to have children, is as long as it's not certain that what's going on is an ongoing problem, is all that movement, so then it would be understood even simply. As that one should is prohibited from refraining from having children. That's an an imperative that we have from Hashem that one should have children. Also, so therefore would be prohibited prohibited from us 
to do away with, to interrupt a mitzvah which we have, which is to have children, as because it's possible that this is not going to be the first year of the hunger. Maybe this is, maybe it's not going to be the only year. Maybe this is just the first year. So maybe we should stop now. So the answer would be no, of course not. You have a mitzvah. As long as you don't know that it's an ongoing problem, continue uh, with that mitzvah to have children. And based on this, we it, it answers by by default. You get the answer to from Yitzchok and Levi about Yitzchok and Levi. By Yitzchok in his given kedushin Rashi nor a shnasser oven. By Yitzchok it was only a year of hunger. Nishnei oven. It doesn't say that it was an ongoing. There was more than one year. It was one year. by Levi. The same is true for Levi. Is does given by him unhaved. This was still when when she when uh, was conceived, she was born at the end of the second year. She was conceived nine months earlier, which means at the beginning of the second year, the first three months of the second year. of the hunger. Because as I said, she was born at the end of the second year of the hunger. Is, so the first, the, the beginning of the second year, at that time, they had no reason to suspect, they had no way of knowing that this would be an ongoing problem. So therefore, Levi was perfectly permitted to engage then, and it was not only permitted, but it was the right thing to do. That's the mitzvah, that's what Hashem commanded. The same is true for Yitzchak. Whereas Yosef was already clued in and he was certain, he knew exactly what was going to happen. As the Rav is on Hagem Yuchedes, that this is a very unusual situation. And as is Kumanon Shnei Rav, he knew there were seven years of, of hunger that were expected. So he, was, he knew already, as the Torah already tells us earlier, and at great length, in the parsha, Yosef at Pesigven, that in this week's parsha it says that Yosef um, was able to interpret the dream of Parai. When Asher Elkim Oisei told him that that which God plans to do, which is that there's going to be seven years of hunger. So Yosef knew exactly what was happening right from the beginning. The Pharaohs Be'em given that Isur Baltfanesh and Taga on, and that's why Yosef particularly was the only one that had to refrain from the beginning of that year, right at the start. As soon as it started, he knew this was, we're in for the long stretch, it should go on for seven years, which means he's not allowed to engage right from the beginning. Un Mikan, therefore it's from here, learn up, this is, where, this is where we learn it from, as in Yedn Falvas Meveis Bevados, that any case, Whenever one knows certainly, with certainty, that this is going to be more than one year, is a shayin at the beginning, right at the beginning, it already becomes an established fact. Therefore, a person would be prohibited from engaging even at the very beginning of the year because he knows that it's going, it's going to go on for a long time. And Yosef knew, and therefore... He refrained immediately. Zayin. L'cha'ira kem efregen, it would seem that we could ask the following question. Zichir shindan espasen gevaren Yosef's pisem v'choloim parei. Certainly by then, after seven years of plenty and then a year of hunger, they must have already become aware of Yosef's interpretation of parei's dream. As is well in Zayin shevesh neirav, that there's going to be seven years of hunger. V'frat ha'matach, Certainly, because they already saw the first year how it was happening, they saw it happen. So then, why didn't Levi already consider? He heard that Yosef said that it's going to go on for seven years. Why is he? Why is he thinking that this is not going to go on? That this is only a temporary situation? Is the Tered the The answer is simply. Levi had no idea at that time that the one who interpreted the dream was Yosef, his brother. He, had, he didn't know who was the guy that interpreted the dream. But to the contrary, 
what they did know from the newspaper headlines was as the Torah uh, puts it he was a nar, that's how he was described by the Egyptians a young lad an evid, in other words an unsubstantial person an evid, he's a slave another expression of unsubstantial and they knew that the Pare's professional uh, fortune tellers the ones that were normal the, the, the professionals, the ones that were generally the ones to interpret the dreams for Melech Mitzrayim of the king of Egypt they knew that they were not the one. that's not how they interpreted it this was some young guy a slave, who knows who he is what his background is therefore Levi is saying I should rely on some unsubstantiated interpreter, nobody knows who he is um, and I have to rely on his interpretation which goes against the professional, what the science says so to speak um, I have to rely on some dream that Pari had which was interpreted by some unknown and I should rely on this in order to disrupt the command of Hashem which is that I should have children so therefore Levi said no I'm not going to rely on that to stop the mitzvah of having children and especially in the light of what we know as that even when we talk about a dream that a yid has is the klal the rule the rule still remains as Rashi also already taught us that there is no dream which doesn't have things which are senseless in it you know a dream even though it has a message but there are certain details which are nonsensical so it's possible that even if the general thrust of the dream is true is of a derprat so this detail that's going to be seven years of hunger which would fit with years of hunger as opposed to one year it's possible that that was one of the things which were the nonsensical things the non-untrue parts of the dream even if you take the rest of the interpretation to be correct which obviously they would have had to because they knew that the seven years of plenty had occurred so based on this we'll also understand that the, the way the, the wording of the Torah the Torah Shulchanoruch they change from the way the, the Gemara says it which the Gemara says when it talks about the prohibition it talks about in the, in the Gemara it says in years of hunger and in Shulchanor in a year of hunger which sort of undermines this whole explanation or this, it not undermines but it, what it means is it doesn't agree in halacha it doesn't apply this principle that we said in Pshut Mikra in Gemara in the Gemara before this statement that a person is prohibited in a year of hunger, bringt zich wegen de schar von amarav atzim b'shnei raven. It brings the reward that one will have when he goes through, when he he goes without during a year of hunger. In other words, he eats less and so on. He lives along with the situation of the hunger. Which is, as Rashi explains, b'schar shemitzayres atzmai in reward for. Just going through the pain together with when the other Jews around him are in pain because he joins them in their suffering as well right after this statement where it says that it's prohibited to engage during <coughs> during a year of hung, years of hunger it also follows up by saying that when Yidin are in distress, so Pirush Echem Nehem, and one of the one Jewish person, an individual, steps away from the community and he continues his regular lifestyle. Vos from them, it's you know it says negative things about it. Vos from them is mochach. From this we see as al derech al that from the perspective of halacha is the tama isur 
the reason for the prohibition, Nishal Derech Pshat Kanal, not as it is according to the Pshat, nor to live them as Yisrael Shurim Mitzar, but it is because the Jewish people are in pain, so therefore every Jew should join along. There's no staying, you know, stepping away from the community. I'll have a good time while everybody is in distress. It has nothing to do with the Jews being in Tsar. It's just a statement that when there is a years of hunger, because Hashem is obviously punishing and doing something different, and therefore we have to live along with that. It has nothing to do with the Jews are in hunger. But from the Gemara, it seems that it does have something to do with the Jewish people are in distress and therefore if it is about the Jewish people then you can't say that it's only, it only applies when there's more than one year of hunger that can only be said if the reason is because Hashem seems to have done something uh, different, he's changing things but when it, it, by, because of the Yidden, if it's about the Jewish people and suffering, so that even in one year of uh, hunger, everybody's suffering. And even if it's just a one-year thing, the Jewish people are also in distress. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch frames it not as a matter of if only if it's many years, even if it's a one year. It's about the Jewish people suffering. Everybody has to take that into consideration. Whereas the Pshutosh Lomikra, as we know, well know, does not necessarily have to express itself in the way the final halacha is, and therefore has a different perspective of it. Tess, loy dem biranal in Pirish Rashi, according to this explanation in Rashi, vet oich musber veranachadiyuk in the minion, it explains another detail of this matter. In Pasuk state, the Pasuk says, uliyasev yulat shnei banim, Two Yosef were born, two sons, before the hunger came. But from them, was the Pasuk read when Leida is moving. So from the fact that the, the, the Pasuk phrases it in terms of when they were born, rather than when they were conceived, it's understood as Nishnar is in the Shneira of Gufa, is the Ishul Lushamish, that it's not only during the years of the hunger that is prohibited, nor oich mit but it seems that even nine months before he was already prohibited from engaging. Because to make sure that they shouldn't be born during the hunger years. But it would seem Chazal only tell us that one is not permitted to engage in marital relations during the hunger years, but it doesn't say that nine months before you should make sure that no children should be born during the uh, hunger year, years. Our is moving, but based on this we can understand it. the because according to Pshudushlamika, the reason is not because the Yidden were in pain, was nor in the which would may which would say that if you said that it's because the Yidin are in, in pain and therefore I should join them in their pain, so then when does that apply? That only applies, of course, during the years of hunger when people are in pain. When only in the in the time of the hunger when there is actual suffering, and therefore it's prohibited in doing something which goes, you know, is different. Everybody is in pain; he's enjoying life. Nor. But rather, it has something to do with the time, the period in which we are. As we said before, since it's a, a period of hunger, more than one year, so it seems that Hashem has changed things for this period, and this, uh, it seems normal life is not to be, is not happening as it should be. The far is nishmasim as in the zman's old gibayrim verin kinda yeshuvah shalom apayil. And that's why it makes more sense also to say that this is not a time when children should be born. So therefore, Yosef, who knew what was coming, he refrained even nine months before because children shouldn't be born during that time at all. That's why the Torah frames it in they were born before the, crea- the, the advent of the hunger. 
Abedos is no Shaykh by Yosef, but of course that's only that's only something that applies to Yosef for headed Yavus Farois because he knew ahead of time Borer without any uh, question as is Kumanoshneirovin that there's going to be hunger years. Mashing in the Liman Makan Far Alaman, but when we talk about from here we learn what can we learn here? Everybody should do the same. But what applies to everyone, when you talk about everybody else, and you're instructing them that they should refrain from a mitzvah in the Torah, which is that one is not permitted to, to withhold marital relations from his wife, that's a mitzvah in itself. From from having children, and nobody else except for Yosef, especially not on later generations. Who knows that there's going to be a hunger year without question? Nobody knows that. As does in Shnei Ravan, that there's going to be a number of years of hunger. Therefore, you can't say that everybody has to make sure not to have children during uh, hunger years. Because they don't know ahead of time what's going to happen. Only Yosef was able to know ahead of time. Therefore, the mitzvah or the prohibition is only expressed in engaging during the hunger years, but not to make sure that you don't have children at that time, because that would be violating the mitzvah that you have without any certainty that anything is coming. Yud, does that mean from this we also see the Pirish Rashi that Rashi's commentary on the Torah was Loi Basi El where he states that I only came to explain the simple meaning. Is Fabunim Midyanishal Torah, but that it's also connected to the inner dimension of Torah, Chelik of the esoteric part of Torah as well. As was discussed already previously, it's been discussed that in talking about the four spiritual worlds of Atsilus, Bri, Yitzir, the highest world, Atsilus, is most connected with our world, the physical world. In a similar way, also the esoteric part of Torah, which is connected, the esoteric is connected to the world of Atzilus, it's is connected to the way of learning the simple meaning, which is, corresponds to the world of Asiyah. So just like Atzilus is connected to the world of Asiyah, so also the esoteric is connected to the Pshat. And when Rashi says, I came to explain Pshat, in the simple pshat, it means it's connected to the esoteric as well. In our case, in Zoyer, <laughs> in Zoyer in the Zoyer of our this week's parsha, is Mavur explained as that the days of hunger are the days of bad, the bad days. When the far is Yosef. And that's why Yosef closed his fountain, so to speak, the fountain of having children, during the years of, of hunger, because those are bad times. While the kinder was very important from them, because the children that are born from those people that opened their fountain during that time, are called alien children. They're not the good children. So Rash, so Yosef knew that, and he—that's not a time to have children. When the Noch is the and then the Zayir concludes as Yosef had bavarant Nochmer, that Yosef also considered even more the loy meav bnin lesitra misavasa. He didn't give children to the uh, to the side to the uh, corrupt side or the you know not not good the side that's not good like klipa and whatever. Fostosmeid, which means. What is this, the Zoyer saying over here? As the Rebbe's father explains in his commentary on this Zoyer, that he also made sure that the birth shouldn't take place during the year of hunger. Even though the children may have been formed, conceived before the, before the onset of the hunger. Because if their birth would have taken place during the years of hunger, 
at least they were born in the in the time of negative, what he called raw, the time of <coughs> what let's call it klipa. So even though they would have been conceived before the ta- the bad time, but they would have been born into the bad time. So therefore, he made sure that they shouldn't be born at that time either. But thus is masim in Pirish Rashi, which fits well. With, with the way Rashi puts it, as the Tam is Nizval Yisrael Shurim Betzar, that the reason of refraining has nothing to do with the Yidden being in pain and so a stress, nor Midem Zman, but it has more to do with the period in which we are in, which they are in, in the time of hunger. And this is a time when Hashem is conducting things as in a year of, in years of hunger. Okinawa Baruch has explained that length before. So this, the way the Zayar puts it, expre- is expressed in the word Rashi is the way Rashi sees the whole matter as well. That there's a difference between a period of hunger rather than a year of hunger, and it's not about people in pain. It's more about this is a negative time, and that's why people shouldn't have children during that time. and there, and here we see Vidar once again. The Niflois and Pirusha the extraordinary uh, gems that we find in Rashi's commentary, that when we learn Rashi with the approach, as it was written also even for a, a five-year-old child, and therefore we explain Rashi in the simple sense, in the way a child could understand it. Rashi is and what the way this is expressed in this case at least is that even when Rashi quotes a Gemara is of a Zayn Kavana the the Pirush Hapshat from the Verter Rashi, the Gemara means something different essentially than what Rashi means to say but Rashi quotes the Gemara in, to apply it into the way he sees the Pshutosh Mikra as he explained the difference between the, the way the Torah and Shulchan Aruch see it and the way Rashi sees it they see it as it being a matter of the Jewish people are in pain, where Rashi sees it as the time is not the right time for it, even though they're quoting the same Gemara. So Rashi sees it as the Pirish, the simple meaning of the Sukkim, the way a simple five-year-old child would explain it. When you have that approach, so you get the answer many times to questions and discussions from Mepharshim that other commentaries uh, say, uh, talk about like let's say the Zoyar and that we get a gem that comes through which is not Pshat, it's something much deeper but it flows through from the words of Rashi as he explains the simple meaning as in this case